This is the Collective Ambition Podcast. Knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. A quote by Lao Tzu that sums up what we talk about in this episode. Because today I'm joined by my buddies Mike Vestil, a seven-figure internet entrepreneur who's living the dream lifestyle in Bali, and Pascal Heck, a former German national American football champion. And we dive into some really interesting discoveries we made about happiness, fulfillment, and how to change your emotional default state and identity. So some of the things that we talk about are how we transition from pursuing a business just for money to a business that is an extension of who we truly are. Mike opens up about how he stopped being driven by pain and quick results to taking the long-term approach that he's truly aligned with. And I share what helped me overcome a lifelong struggle with constantly worrying about everything and anything. And also Pascal shares a really powerful technique in his visualization to change your identity, something that I'm going to use as well because it's a... It's a good nugget. So basically, we talk about everything that'll help you from being controlled by bad emotions and going down the negative spiral to what helped us from what helped us turn the momentum in the other direction and create an upward spiral of positive emotions that not only allows us to be happy, but it's also necessary to achieve a higher level of success. So this is an episode that we recorded while we were in Croatia, in Pula, Croatia for a month long Mind Valley event to yeah connect with some interesting people and. Uh, Meet some some interesting guys like Mike Vestile, for example, someone I met there. Uh, I hung out with Pascal and a few other friends there. Met up there and ended up meeting a, a a bunch of really interesting, cool people. So events like that are always totally worth it. And um, yeah, that's one of the episodes that we recorded here. And uh, I hope you get something valuable out of it, and I'm sure you will. So let's jump right into it. So I'm not actually. It's weird. Because now when I'm moving to podcast, it's the first time that I'm taking away the instant immediate gratification that comes with having fast paced businesses. Kind of like what you were talking about. Oh, we get spoiled, you know? Yes, but we do. We did get spoiled. Yeah. So I got spoiled uh, doing, yeah, doing Amazon at, at a good time where it was like you could put up an, a product that was selling well and you could get sales almost immediately. But now also going for the long term. So it sounds like you're going for uh, depth rather than going to the masses and not have a real relationship with, relationship with these people. Yeah. Yeah. So what, why did you decide to do that? Well, I don't know. It's weird, man. In the business sense of things, it's, it's like very superficial. Like you only talk about numbers and even like your close friends in the space aren't necessarily your close friends because it's almost just like some type of accountability partner to see if you're like lacking or not. And it was actually really hard when I made the switch because, of course, like my ego would take a hit. Here's this person that had like a bunch of views, big following and stuff like that. And then I see all my friends that are also growing as well in these viral traffics, like ranking for like how to make $200 a day on your phone or like make $1,000 a month by watching videos. Like, you know, like those videos that people make for just like the clickbait to get people in to watch. I got to a point where I didn't want to be that person or I never wanted to be the making money online guy. That was like my worst like thing that I ever wanted for myself, right? And then when I started having my brand mature, I started being known as the making money online guy. I was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to be this. So like I made a hard pivot to just talk about the things that are more aligned with me, which was like I said, a big bruise on my ego because of course, when you start changing everything, and you built this audience that were initially following you 
to find a way how to make like a quick buck online to then talking about like spirituality and sexual transmutation and becoming the best version of yourself or personal development or actually reading books when most people are like, I have to read books to become successful when I can just make $100 now, you know? It was like a very different messaging from the beginning aspect of when I was making videos. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why did you want to change from that? Dude, it's, there's like, a, there's like this thing I think that happens when you're not congruent with your thoughts, words, and actions. My actions could say one thing, but if my thoughts and words didn't resonate with those actions, no matter what would happen, your audience will initially feel that there's something wrong. Like I truly believe on this concept known as the law of state transference, where I can tell you everything that I'm saying right now, right? But even though you're hearing the words that I'm saying, the thing that you're comprehending the most is the feeling that I'm giving you, right? And that's what I started realizing is I started talking about things that were no longer my passion, that was no longer who I was, yet I was saying it just because for the views and for the money, because the money was easy, the views were easy. And because of that, there was like this, uh, almost like a fracture in my personality and my identity. Well, I'm doing this, but I don't value this. So why do I keep on doing this? And you kind of see it, right? Like uh, one of the fatigues is decision fatigue, identity fatigue, and self-judgment fatigue. And these fatigues ruin your energy. You're no longer in alignment. You see people starting aging more when they're no longer in alignment, right? When they're just stressed because they're doing things just because they're fucking doing it. And I just didn't want to live that life. So then I started focusing, okay, well, that law of state transference, I was talking about things on how to like improve their life by like making money, right? But like my heart and when I was speaking, you could tell that there was a incongruency in the messaging, which in essence, like, yeah, people could come watch. Yeah, people could build the tribe, but is it essentially the right tribe that you want to spend all of your time with? I think it has also to do that you kind of pull off one layer of the onion a little bit. Like at the beginning, it makes sense. We kind of want to make money because it seems like this is the, the one thing. Like you promote a little bit. Like if you make money, you will be happy. And then you realize you can be a lot freer already earlier. And then just making more money is not going to solve the problem. So you peel, peel that layer off a little bit and realize, oh, actually, I want to get deeper now. I want to get more to my core and all those kind of things. So you cannot really be authentic with promoting something else anymore. So I think it's a regular, very common uh, evolution that we see many times in the field of personal development or entrepreneurs. Um, because, I mean, all, all the people that we know at a certain point, I mean, if you do those things, you get to that stage and then you realize, oh, now I, you know, I want to get deeper and I want to get to my point or... Like the Tim Ferriss one, like filling the white. What do you do when money's not an issue anymore? So I could see like maybe maybe it's a cool option also because you have those many people already take them along on your ride with you, right? Kind of tell them like it's not that this wasn't right anymore. It's just like this was the entry step, which is fine, but there's step three, four, five coming afterwards. So you can still keep them coming with you. Yeah, I chatted uh, to a mutual friend of ours yesterday on the podcast as well. And uh, we, we also said that really the self-discovery and figuring out who you are, what you stand for, what you really like, your strengths and weaknesses is one of the most important things to ever figure out in your life. The sooner the better, but it's never too late. And uh, I think that's, that's key that when you realize, hey, I, I kind of don't feel aligned with this, to not keep going because that's when you start burning out. Like for example, I, um, when I started my business, I wanted to get some cash flow again because I was freaking out about money. Because uh, kind of that's what happens when you sell your business. All of a sudden, you don't have any cash flow anymore. You have this big chunk of money in the bank, but 
you're kind of like, okay, when is money coming in again? Is it going to be enough? And then you end up worrying more about money than you ever have before. And I wanted to get some consulting clients. And I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to do consulting for uh, helping people systemize and automate their business, you know, put some systems and processes in place. Um, and I just realized, like, I don't like this. And it was really a grind again. And um, I really had to push myself again, uh, just like in that first business. And it's like, that that's how burnouts happen. And I now I optimize my work around, like, does it give me energy? Is it, do I really enjoy that? So that's, I think it's awesome that you do that as well, because it's, it's probably like that drug where you're like, oh, I have the quick results here, but, you know, now I want to go for the long term. And usually you always have to get, get worse first in order to get better. So it's really interesting that you talk about that so openly, because uh, your content is still up from, from back in the day when you didn't feel aligned or didn't feel fully aligned, right? It's still on YouTube. And uh, now you talk about it on the podcast. So I think, man, transparency, like people value that so much, especially nowadays, because there's so much BS out there. So many, uh, so many people that, people are just getting sick of these, these internet marketers that just boast their numbers and they just have that flashy lifestyle and the, the flashy video where it looks so sick. And it's like, what's actually going on behind the scenes? We chatted about that briefly yesterday as well. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, people are picking up on it. I think they're getting better at, at figuring it out and feel like that feeling that you have in, in person. I think they have it also on media now a little bit. But I think also what also not work. I mean, showing them the full picture. I think what also wouldn't make sense to be like, oh no, it's not true. Like you don't need money. You know, like go for go for like uh, pulling off the layers right away and go for whatever you want because I think that's also not the the in, in entire picture, right? So I think I, li I like a concept. I mean, we talked the other day about it. Um, I think Dan Luck is saying is this with this high income skill. I give him something still, you know, like use this to make money, to gain freedom, but not for the money, not for keep pursuing only only uh, cash flow and the fleshy lifestyle, but use that then to then work on yourself. I think that would be would be a good mix, which makes makes total sense. And uh, what Leon said, I mean, what you showed earlier, it's authentic, it's authentic. You were looking like everybody else. You were looking, how can I make myself free? How can I... You know, and, and it's a similar concept then in the airplane when I say put the oxygen mask first on and then help others. First, we, and if everybody would really take full responsibility of their life and go, okay, I'm, I'm taking my oxygen mask on. I'm, I'm trying to really gain freedom by myself. It would also work very well. So in your part, in, in your, in your, on your side, you probably see a very like realistic transition how this looks like. Someone starting to make money very successfully and then, hey, it's not all. And then, you know, and keep always, explaining on the way what what comes up yeah no it's like super weird because like example when you first get started in business it's it's already from a scarcity mindset like i remember when i got started i was like oh man like i want to travel around the world i want to take my girlfriend out i want to like help my mom and dad pay the bills i want to help my sister go to college and it was just a freaking grind to like just make money right and it was always coming from a place of lack and even though the only thing that motivates you is pain and pleasure but most of the time it's pain I was always running away from a pain and that's kind of like how I train myself to operate in business, which is actually very bad because for example, if you waited to feel pain, to feel motivated, to take to the next step, then you're always like in reaction, right? So it was like really weird moving forward to like the different business, right? Where I'm just like now authentically being myself, um, modeling other people that are just transparently sharing their lives or almost like they're getting paid to be highly paid intellectuals. And it's just so weird because you get it started. The results are very slow. 
Uh, you're not getting the results that you want, but yet you, you feel like aligned. But there's always like this old you, this little voice of like, you're still scarcity, bitch. Like, it doesn't matter how much you make, To the right? results. Come back to the quick results. Well, not just that, but like, there's always like that little bitch inside your voice that's just like, uh, you're still that scarcity person. Or, you know, if you think about like the imposter syndrome or do I even am worthy about success? Because many of the times, no matter how successful you get, you still feel like you don't deserve the amount of wealth that you have. So it's just a big mind fuck to then switch and then understand, okay, well now I'm in this abundant space in my life. Why am I still building my business as if I was still in scarcity? And it's crazy because how you act and what like energy, if we, if you will, you feel that's what you attract more of. It's been this really big, just very interesting conversation with myself on, okay, well, how can you embody more of the abundance that you already feel? How, how can you really embrace the feeling that even though you may feel like you want that immediate success because you're so used to it, or maybe you still feel like you're in lack or in scarcity, that that was just the old you. And now you're coming, you're building this business, not because you're in pain, because you're coming in a place of just service. You want to give value. You want to like create that tribe. You want to freaking uh, bring a bunch of like Latino women to Greece or something, right? You know? Yeah. So I think it's a Zig Ziglar concept that we go from survival to sustainability to success and then significance or something like that. And it's like, we've got that survival part. We've got that down. So in the beginning, it's like pain. I, I'm broke. I'm, you know, for me, it was, I want to go back to Australia, but the only way to do that is to build a business and then I can be with my girlfriend again, who, who was Australian. And uh, then I, I kind of got trained a bit to, to think, okay, I need pain as a motivator. I need pain. So that also got me stuck a little because uh, later on, once I actually had money, um, I was still relying on pain. So it rec- would create that like unconsciously for myself. Cause that, and, and also when I would see someone who's like, how to be happy and also achieve things, I'd be like, in, my, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, like not consciously thinking that, but unconsciously thinking like, what if I'm happy? Then I won't be motivated anymore. Like, so that, that totally screwed me up. And now I know that in order to actually get to the next level, for me to, from, to go from A to B, it was pain. But now for, to go to C, from B to C, I need happiness. I can't go without happiness anymore. I can't get further without happiness. Because it's like, I would have, like literally while I was building my first business, I would sleep four to five hours a night. Cause, not because I would be working and hustling the whole time. No, because I couldn't sleep. Because I was literally, I, I, had, I had developed pretty bad insomnia. Uh, or, I mean, could be worse, but four to five hours was pretty, pretty screwed up. I would get up uh, during the night and in the morning, always with a pounding chest, super nervous and super anxious. I had breathing problems. I developed um, an allergy because I had, the doctor told me, oh, are you stressed? It's the only reason why you would develop an allergy now at this, this stage in your life. It's like, oh yeah. So I developed that. Then I had a little bit of asthma. I've had that before. It's like all in that one year. <laughs> yes. I got AIDS. I got AIDS. I've cured again. But, but literally it's like, I, I can't keep going like this. And I still have some of the wounds from back in the day. Where it's like, sometimes there's that old pattern creeping in of like, I have to do more. I have to do more. I, I should, I, you know, and then self-criticism, like beating myself up. And it's like, nah, can't go from here anymore. Yeah, but I think it's uh, to some degree, it's okay. I mean, it takes a, there's a transition 
time, right? There's always something, okay, you have to get off of that stage that has been before. And there's, it's, it's something of habits and those kind of things. And we can, you know, try like maybe brainstorm a little bit what would be helping to get out of it faster, right? Because I think it's very normal. You enter from one stage to another one, you get a glimpse of how does this new life look like sometimes, but then you're still a little bit, you know, with your head. And the sim similar to meditation, you might tap sometimes into some great state, but then like it overrides, regular life comes in. And I think one major thing that comes up for me, how to change that behavior is just the people that you surround yourself with, right? We say that many times it's a very common common concept, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And in general, like I realize also like I don't have people in my life anymore that are nagging, right? There's all like there's all positivity. And the more you you develop together with your people, the less they will also be in that scarcity mindset. Right. So what we experience here now at Mind Valley University, for example, is a lot of people that are already way further along their development journey than what we usually see outside. Right. There's a lot less of of these old patterns that people keep keep repeating. And that's definitely one one big one, um, how to transition out of it and actually make that new state a permanent state. Right. So I mean I mean like you guys have something that you also see like how to break out of it yeah so actually this year's goals i have like four major goals three or four major goals for this year and the biggest one is literally retraining my default emotional state and i've gotten so much better with it i i grew up as a warrior not an a but an o a warrior someone that worries i was i was i was pretty much trained like that from a young age like i had some I, Thinking back, my parents told me some things. Where I'm like, now I'm thinking like, fucking idiots. Like, why would you tell that to a child? It's like, but anyways, I, I would worry so much about everything. It would never come true. I would worry so much that my business would fail and I would never make it back to Australia. That happened. I would, all these different things. I would worry that I wouldn't be able to sell my business, sold my business. Um, and then, I, you know, the beginning of this year, I would worry that I wouldn't get uh, the US visa, which I'm preparing for right now. Um, and it's like, I've gotten, I've, I've eliminated worry for myself. And that's like a huge that's transformation. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was like my number one goal for this year. And, um, the way I did it was really to train that emotional state. So one of the things was definitely meditation, becoming really self-reflective and really conscious of what's going on in my body and listening to that, not ignoring that, not pushing through the pain. You got to push through the pain, bro. No pain, no gain. That's bullshit, man. The emotions are there to tell you something. So either there's something lacking in your life or there's something that where you need to change your thinking. Um, so emotions are always something that are telling that's your subconscious telling you uh, there's something out of congruency here. It's probably something that you felt as well while you were doing the videos uh, where you didn't feel, didn't feel aligned. Um, and then, yeah, what helped me a lot is the, the, basically the Tony Robbins concepts. It's like getting into state, like figuring out, okay, I'm going to think like a person that's happy now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna force it. I'm just gonna allow myself to be delusional about it. Like if I would wake up and I would feel shitty, I'd be like, I feel. You know, I just first of all, I would be very conscious of how I feel and just be in the moment and feel the emotions. But there's one good book uh, called Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. And then um, from there, I would just be like the thoughts. I would just override them. I'd just reframe everything relentlessly. Like whatever it is, I'd be like, I feel awesome. I'm the luckiest dude on the planet and I'm going to crush every single one of my goals and I'm so excited because I know it will happen no matter what even though I wouldn't feel that right now but then I would start thinking like that I'll start moving like that and then just training and now it's it's getting easier and easier and yeah even like more on that note right it's 
Cause, cause I, I remember when I was in college, right? And then, cause my, my state is also like very negative. I was a very fearful child. I remember like I was uh, supposed to research in like super freaking scared. Dude, really? <laughs> I remember when I was seven, I think I was assigned to study sugar for like my class. And then I researched sugar. And then I found out that like too much sugar could make you blind. And I got scared of sugar. Like, like, and then I wouldn't eat sugar. Then, and I read somewhere where like too much saturated fat will give you a heart attack. So then I stopped eating like a bunch of like fats, dude. I literally went on like the anti-keto diet when I, when I didn't even know what freaking keto was, right? In my entire life, there was always just like this little voice inside my head saying, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I will never become successful. I'll never amount to much. And this was like the craziest thing because it's kind of like different from yours. So I'm like very curious on your journey as well. But uh, I tried the incantations. Right? I was like, every day and everywhere I'm getting better. Every day and everywhere I'm getting better. I'm like freaking walking around the freaking… I'm like one of those like old women that are just walking with those pink weights in their hands. You know, like uh, in Beverly Hills or some shit. I'm just like walking. Every day and every day I'm getting better and better. Just saying this over and over and over again. Uh, but even Didn't though… I believe it though. Well, well here's the thing, right? Um, Sorry. When, when I was saying that… And this is kind of like why I don't really believe in certain incantations unless you fully embody it or do some other type of uh, thing, which I'm going to talk about. Or is because when you're saying that out loud, what is that assuming the default is? That you're not getting better and you're not enough. So I remember there's, uh, I was reading this book. It was called What to Say When, you're, when You Speak to Yourself. Uh, it's this really good book where I basically recorded who I was, like, I am this, I am that, I am this. And I would listen to it every single day. And every day, it kind of got a little bit better. But even listening to it, and I'm now in college at this point listening to it, going around because everyone thought I was crazy for getting an entrepreneurship in college when everyone just wanted to drink and party. It just made me more fucking sad, more feeling lonely, more depressed. And I mean, yeah, what helps is if you have like a friend group to leave and meet. But most of the times, most people just are fucking by themselves, right? So like what I want to like open up the conversation to is what can a person do if they try the incantations, but because their social environment doesn't conducive to… Because you can be like, I feel so good. I feel so good. And then your friend can be like, you fucking suck. And then you're like, I feel so good. I feel so good. It's not… Because your internal world is beating your external world, right? But I remember… And I learned this from the dating world. Uh, and it was a concept that it was just like the exact same personal development is the voice in my head of the the pity party and the victim mentality that I'm doing to myself. And it's also similar to uh, Tony Robbins's NLP, like the picture in your brain. What do you see? What's like the shitty thing that happened to you? Okay, now imagine it bigger. Imagine it smaller. Imagine if the frame was a movie and it was far away. Imagine if the voices were like playing backwards or say you fucked up in class, right? And you said something stupid and everyone was making fun of you. What if you made everyone's uh, laughter like an auto-tune, T-Pain, high pitch? So now you're no longer being the center of the focus. I remember I was like in this business, I was now on eBay, right? I was selling stuff on eBay. And I, it just blew my mind how every day I was getting like 30 or 40 sales. And I was like, how does this even work? Like, how is it that every single day I'm getting 30 to 40 sales? Like there's no actual… Like certainty, it just comes out of nowhere. Like I have no control over it. Like one day it could just be gone. And because I didn't have that control, I was putting myself in such a shitty state. I was like, oh man, like this is the only hope for me to succeed. Like I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. 
And I just started really putting myself in this depressing circle. But then I kind of overmade it dramatic, if that makes sense. So the voice inside my head, say like, say, for example, I didn't believe in myself or I'm not enough. Uh, That's like the voice that we hear in our head, but it's our own voice, right? So then I would say it out loud, I'm not enough. But instead of saying it without my voice, I freaking like make fun of that voice inside my head. So I literally, I remember I was like sleeping on the floor because uh, like I, I had this weird bed. It was like on wooden planks. And I don't know why some fucking beds like don't have like the frame. You just have to put these wooden planks. And sometimes, especially because like if you have a girlfriend, you know, like you have some crazy fun. So like the, the planks kind of like fall. So I'm like, I, I hate fucking doing this. I'm just put the bed on the floor. I'm like sleeping on the floor, feeling this depression keep kicking in. And I remember, and I, I don't know what the fuck my roommates were thinking at the time, but I would just cut up on the ball and be like, my life sucks. Oh my God. And then I would overdo it. That little inner bitch voice in my brain so much. Where then I just thought how ridiculous that voice was. And then I just started laughing. That's a really good technique. Like or even even like pinching your nose like that. And yeah. I mean like. Nah, my nose. And, or doing the little South Park voice. Yeah. yeah like no my life sucks. I kid you not. I was like hugging my pillow. And then I would feel like shit. Oh my God, like, yeah, That's yeah. something you do at uh, UPW as well from Tony Robbins. Yeah. Power then, yeah. So what you do is like the technique. He's like super serious. The technique goes like this. You start rotating your arms like this. And then you go boop. And then he puts it into his nose. <laughs> and then everyone's like laughing. He's like, and then now repeat the old belief that you have. It's like, nee, nee, nee. and for the people that are really committed, take both your arms, start swinging them and both boop. And then he puts them in his nose. So, uh, when it comes to thoughts, it's really the ones that like having bad thoughts and shitty thoughts is totally fine. Everyone has them. But the only thing that matters is what meaning you attach to them. Do you take them? Do you believe them or not? So you can have a shitty thought of like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm not going to have these 30, 40 sales on eBay consistently. What if that, what if it just goes away? But uh, as long as you don't believe that, um, it has no power over you. So that's, that's why it worked for you. And, and when it comes to the incantations, um, there have been studies. Um, I think there have been studies um, that that has have actually proven that when you say I'm confident, I'm confident, I'm confident, it makes you less confident. But I think the difference is whether you actually feel it. It's not what you're telling yourself; it's it's how you feel it. So one thing that I do is visualization, and visualization is not oh, yeah. it's not even like just picturing things, but it's actually feeling the things as if they're done. Like it's like how would I feel? Like I have this big goal for the year. I want to make 100k. Let's say that. How would I feel if right now, boom, it's done? Like right now I have the 100K, it's the end of the year right now. And it's like, how would I feel? And you just feel the emotions. You don't, I don't think you even need to visualize much. It's just literally feeling the emotions like, yeah, damn, I got the 100K. I'm awesome. <laughs> yes. And um, I think that helps a ton. Like literally. And or for example, um, whatever you want to change about yourself, right? Let's say I want to be more grounded because I'm, sometimes I'm all over the place and I'm very like, hey. Um, I'm a, I could be quite high energy, but not grounded enough. And I want to be more grounded. Like, how would I feel if I was like a man that has, that, that's 40 years old, he's got a family and I've been through hell and back. I've been broke multiple times. I've come through it and I feel that right now. And I am that person right now. I'm not, I'm 23. I've built one business and, you know, I had my ups and downs, but I just feel what it would it feel like. And then immediately you start feeling more grounded. And uh, it's, it's about the feeling. Like, there's one book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Feeling is the Secret. It's a very short book. It's basically one of these law of attraction books. Um, 
but it brings it really good to the point where it's like um, what you feel, that's your communication. That's the only language that your subconscious understands. Your subconscious doesn't understand the logical concepts of I am confident and then you don't feel confident. Uh, and if you don't feel confident, you do the, you know, you do the incantations. It makes it worse because you reinforce the feeling. Um, so what really matters is how you feel. And then that way you program that into your subconscious. And what they say in the book, what he says in the book is that the subconscious will always express what's in it. So if you communicate to it, I'm confident. Yeah, like you really feel it, it will express that. But if you feel not confident, you feel afraid and you try to shove it down, it's not, using, it's not going through force. It's going through persuasion. You need to persuade it through the emotions. So it's like really about feeling it. And uh, man, I, I mean, a buddy of mine, he's... He's making like five million in revenue now. We started together our business. Uh, he's making a ton of money. Uh, he's living the crazy lifestyle of like traveling everywhere. But still, like whenever I call him, he's like, "Yeah, man, I don't know. It's still, yeah, I don't know. It's just the emotions. I don't, you know, I just don't feel it. It's like, I don't know. I don't feel excited about anything. It's like, so he he's got a, he's had, he has a really he's been to a ton of Tony Robbins events. He's he's a platinum partner as well." And he's having a really hard time to change his emotional state. And it's, I think it's one of the biggest challenges that you can work on, but that will have such huge impact on your life. Um, reprogramming your emotions and training yourself to be happy and training yourself to experience more of the things that you want to experience. For example, certainty. Uh, that's something that's a big one for me. Like worry is a lack of certainty. It's like, what are this going to But I have like, whatever happens, I'll be fine. And it'll be great because it's, it, it always has been, it always will be. And if not, I'll make it fine. It's so weird though, because the concept of, of change your emotional state, the idea sounds simple, but the practice is fucking hard. Yes. Right? Because for example, us as humans, we're very, we're creatures of momentum, right? So we're either positively spiraling upwards to abundance in our life or positively spiraling or negatively spiraling downwards to scarcity. It's never staying the same. It's never staying the same. You're either going one or the other. And I think what makes like that freaking pick the nose thing so powerful or like telling you a little voice and, like, and just making fun of that little victim mentality in your voice is it just pattern interrupts that spiral for a second to then realize where you actually are. Like I actually remember one of the things because we bring up Tony Robbins is this girl's like in this really big pity party for herself. She's like depressed. She's suicidal. She's uh, really hating herself. And then Tony looked at her. She's like, I have a serious question for you. She was like, yes. And you see her in her body language. She was so closed up. She, he was like, when was the last time you had an orgasm? And immediately you just saw her like breathe. And then she just like opened up. And then in that moment, that's kind of like when you start instilling that, uh, what do you say? That's when like the visualization, the incantation would then work. You have to like get yourself out of that. Uh, it's almost like a, a rat race of momentum for a bit it's a pattern to then realize holy fuck i don't actually have to run on this rat race i could just create my own life but it's very hard i think for most people man because unless they have that pattern interrupt which normally doesn't come because think about it like i remember times i would just get so reactive and then i would like be in a shower and then i would realize just how reactive i am and then i would tune in my body and even in the shower i'd like realize that i'm like more closed off and i'm like holy shit what the fuck's going on because I think us as humans, our innate set point is worry. Our innate 
set point is scarcity because even though we're these conscious creatures, we still come from like primitive, like ape-like tendencies. Survival is always number Survival, one. Survival, right? And most of the times, why do we worry? Why, why was I afraid of sugar and saturated fat when I was younger? It's because if I do this, I will die. Why are we worried about, even if we have a bunch of money in the bank, we have no cash flow. Oh, because if I don't have cash flow, I don't have resources. If I don't have resources, my family, my tribe will die. Why are we worried about talking to that sexy girl at the bar? Oh, because if that's some like tribe chief's daughter, I'm going to get like rocks on me. I'm going to die. Right? So it's really weird because us as humans, we weren't programmed to be happy as our descent fault. Because a happy human would also mean, especially if they didn't do anything with their life, they're just unmotivated, which just then begs the giant paradox of the happiness versus success versus being present, but also worrying about your future, but not too much in the future because you have to be present, but not too much in the present because you also have to kind of like do something with your life. It's fucking confusing, bro. Yeah, I, I feel, I mean, the whole thing that we touched on, obviously, is the, the whole idea of manifestation, which is something that's really interesting to me. And many times you hear the coaches, and we, I'm sure we all got some good uh, talks about this already that we heard. But then there's always this big concept. You make this mega shift or something, right? All of a sudden you can do it. And I'm sure there is some, and I'm not an expert on, on this, obviously. I'm just really curious about it and trying to learn. And there's all the ideas which you touch on. me, like, oh, you feel like this, that you also need to be in a certain like brainwave that helps, you know, meditative state. Then to override, it's a state where you can actually now put something onto that that hard drive kind of. But I, in my personal experience, by someone who's like only playing with it a little bit, um, I think it's also good to just get some little wins, like like go step by step there to have like, oh, this is how it could feel like. And then I think you get more confidence by having some of those wins and then you can do the next step. And I had some glimpses into something where I was very, I, th I think it works once you're really certain something is the case and it was more like out of something like, oh, I, it was actually a misconception. It was not what I, was actually the truth. But interestingly, you think it's that way and then the world really starts behaving this way. But I don't think, or at least my experience, it didn't work for me yet that I could kind of just like force it on me. And I'm, as I said, I'm sure with those practices, you can do it, uh, that works. But also I think there's a, a, a slower race that you can also do on the side, kind of like you just do habits and get a little bit better and now have a little win. Now you're more confident. Oh, I can actually do this. You know, now I benched this much kilo. Maybe I can do the other one. And then one thing I wanted to share about visualization because that was very powerful for me actually because I did the visualization the same way usually you sit down and then you feel how does it look like my life's going to be you know i'm in this i don't know in this place in this environment i am having this kind of relationship so i'm trying to see it out of my eyes but then a friend of mine who's also a coach he gave me a really good tip that i did right the next day and he said hey instead of looking and like uh, imagine like your life from through your eyes try to meet the person in 10 years or 15 years or whatever you want to know like externally like sit down there close your eyes and like watch how he would look like as a third person and then see what happens from that one. And I did it the next day. I was like, I, I remembered when I was sitting down to meditate and I was like, oh, let's do this exercise. And it worked insanely well for me, super fast. So I was sitting down, imagine this 10-year-old uh, version of me uh, approaching me or talking and a whole like kind of movie uh, got out of it, right? To be like, I mean, I was obviously aware that I was sitting there. It's not that I was all of a sudden deluded, but then like was kind of with the movie. I mean, there was some conversation starting. There was some some uh, things said that I didn't made up. Like they more just came came out came out of me, and that was a very powerful exercise. And I saw it happen to other friends as well. Um, that this is 
and it works somewhat better, I think, because it's, it's easier to match in something outside and still has the same learnings. There were some cool learnings in there. For me, so, for example, one of the major takeaways was that this person said like, hey, I, I might look from the external, I might look so, so, so much more successful. You know, I might be even more in shape, I more successful, I have this and that, but it's only the external. Like internally, you already did so much work, we're almost the same. It just doesn't show yet. It's this concept of, uh, that it's going to take a little bit to show like this, this uh, what is this, Chinese bamboo tree or something like it's kind of uh, plants the roots for many, many years or weeks or whatever and then starts uh, growing very fast. So that was a good takeaway and uh, something that I can encourage for anybody just to switch it up and see how does it look like if you if you do it externally. I want to try that as well. That's so awful. actually imagining that person as a third person, it's like that's me who I want to be and then them talking to me. And I have a conversation with them. And you can play around with it because at that point that I did it, uh, there were actually like different versions of me there. And so I was sitting down with the, third, but at the time, 35-year-old version. And then the older version, the 51, was at a certain point like, yeah, I leave you guys, you know, kind of like this, this older, wiser person. I leave you guys to it. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm not at this crazy anymore. And then the 35 was like, kind of like, all right, let's, you know, we keep rolling. Let's, let's go on this thing. So they, they behaved in a different way. And I was very surprised. It just happened. It, I mean, as I said, I was aware of it. It's not, you know, I didn't drift away or something. I was like, oh, this is funny. It's like daydreaming kind of. And, it's, and it, it's, it's very funny. And I could now kind of, and it's similar to like there's this, I think it's in the Think and Grow Rich book that you could have your internal board and it could be celebrities or something. But you could also have your internal board of people that are yourself in the future and then always kind of get back to him like, hey, what would you do? And it works. It, it just works. I don't know how it works. But it kind of works. You get an you get an idea and a, and like some some advice from your fifty year old. Hey, dude, like don't worry. Many, many times it's that, right? Many times it's this, dude. Like you don't have to be feeling like you're not worthy or something. Like, it's gonna be all right, kind of feeling. So something in us is still knowing already that, yeah. Kind of also works. reminds me of like uh, healing your inner child. You've probably also tried a meditation where you. You see your 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 yourself as a child while you were going through a tough time, and there was something happened that changed your life. Where it's like you were really scared, and a trauma happened, and you step into that situation, and then you actually intervene and just pull yourself pull yourself aside. The child's like, "Hey, I'm I'm you from the future. Don't worry about anything. I got you." And then being your own parent in a, in a weird way, giving yourself the love that you didn't have back then. And uh, man, these things are so powerful. Like because it all accesses the subconscious. The subconscious, man, guides everything. So I think we're really working on that. I think that's why someone like Tony Robbins is like so unstoppable with his like with anything he does. Like for example, the day Destiny that I went to in 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 Cairns in Australia, um, he was like, "Oh, yesterday I you know I only slept three hours because I had food poisoning, and they said that I can't come, but now I'm here." It's like how did, what you had food poisoning yesterday? You only slept like three or four hours. How did, what, you know? But it's like his emotions are so optimized towards what he's doing. Like, and it's it, the momentum is so crazy. So yeah, I think it really comes back to that uh, rebuilding that momentum from like a negative down spiral to like slowly to an upward spiral. So getting these small wins, uh, and then really, for example, when I visualize something, like I have something that I copied from Tony Robbins, where he where he thinks if I think I can't. And I must. So if I know what's right, I need to do it. As soon as I, I realize, okay, I need to approach that girl, or I shouldn't eat that right now, or I should work on this right now, even though I really don't want to. As soon as that thought pops up in my mind, I want to train myself to then, I have to do it. It's like a personal standard. And then I have reference points 
from the past where I actually did that. And then I visualized that. It's like, look, subconscious brain. I did it here. I did it there. I did it there. I am this person that lives by this rule. And of course, there's points where I'm like, ah, oh, no, I should be doing this, but you know, I still do it. It's like, but having these reference points and it starts building. And I think the most important thing to actually change the direction from the downward spiral to the upward spiral is literally self-awareness. And you acquire that through meditation by training yourself to every once in a while check in into your body. How do I feel right now? What am I thinking? Because if you don't even know what you're thinking, you're just passively thinking and you're in that loop that you said where you're like in the shower and you're like tensing up and it's like, what, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Because I, I, I used to get like that as well where I used to be in this negative spiral and you just couldn't get out of it. But as soon as you have that pattern interrupt, that's why Tony does pattern interrupts, right? Well, it's like, last time you had an orgasm, bro. Yeah, yeah. So uh, knowing how to interrupt your pattern through self-awareness and then knowing how to get out of that, like it's, it's like an athlete. An athlete, a really good athlete knows how to get into the zone. He knows his trigger points. So every human being, I think, needs to know their own trigger points for how to get out of, out of the negative spiral into a positive spiral. Because then you can live there every day. That's what a morning routine is for, right? Yeah, but also if you look at an athlete, right? How do they get better? They put their body through pain. So they test their body through a pain, through some type of resistance, and then they grow. But then, for example, you know, people are like saying, I believe in myself, I believe in myself, I believe in myself. But they're never putting themselves through a pain to push through, to take action, right? That's like, for example, me reading every single book on uh, lifting weights and even meditating, right? Because meditating and anything in excess could be just like a band-aid solution for an overall bigger pain point. Uh, even if, for example, I meditated, oh, I'm going to bench like 500 pounds. I'm going to bench 500 pounds. And I go and try benching 500 pounds or 250 kilos. If I've never done that before. I'm still going to get destroyed. It doesn't matter how much I fucking meditated. It doesn't matter how much I freaking did incantations. I'm going to get destroyed by that weight because it's just like you cannot… There's, there's a limit to how much you could think your way without actually some type of external, your internal circumstance, your internal environment has to have some type of communication with the external communication or else you're just going to be one of those uh, people that are just like, oh no, the energy and the manifestation is going to just come like attraction, law of attraction. Uh, you know, like, let me just get my crystals and my, oh, I'm a Sagittarius. So it's going to be fine. This is perfect. You know? So it's like, have like, understand that you have to, be that mind or to shift that perspective by changing your state. But ultimately, if you change your state, but there's not an immediate thing that you could actually test your state in, then there's no growth. And that's kind of like, I think where, I mean, when I was doing the thing, like every day I'm confident, every day I'm confident. I wasn't doing much. I was just walking around in a circle and then I would come back home and watch TV. Didn't necessarily change anything because my thoughts were there or it was there, but then my actions weren't with the thoughts. So it's like, in my brain, okay, I'm doing these two things that are representative of two different personalities. So it's either one of them is wrong or I'm just a liar. And I'm actually that shitty person that I think that I am. And it's kind of like uh, what you say in communication, right? With people like, people can say a lot, but what they are is actually what matters and what always going to communicate. So you communicate to yourself, I would do this or I'm this person, but then you don't take the action. So you're not actually being what you're saying you are. So that's that's really powerful. I think one one good one good thing that and I, I should be better at this. I mean, I kind of tell myself uh, this, but not not pulling through every time. Just have some kind of a mental, and I don't mean cognitive, but you just work with your with your mind uh, practice and just start slowly. Just I think one one 
good start is just being recognizing, as you said, like the mind is powerful and is actually something in our in our uh, I think Western societies. Many times we only use the brain or the mind for problem solving and something cognitive, but just recognizing and just saying, okay, this is actually it's more than this, and I'm going to start some somewhat slowly is a is a major. It's going to be a major shift for someone who doesn't do it because you all of a sudden find the second part of you like because usually we see each other okay there's this brain and there's maybe third part then or the second part differently there's this brain and then i have my body i can train but start training the mind is a is a big one and no matter in, in somewhat extent also though and i i uh, realized myself many times like this i would sit down and meditate then just kind of like check it off but how it's almost like a workout how bad or how real are you actually meditating and you could are sit you down passing yeah out? you could sit down and be like oh, well, okay i did my meditation because i sat cross-legged on a pillow no that's not it right it's also some kind of work it's a different kind of work because you can force it but it's still it's still work being aware again get yourself back into the into the being but just starting with something and if it's just a little bit would be a major 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 shift yeah and uh there's that saying that it's not practice that makes perfect, but perfect practice that makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so accurate because just meditating, like I've, I've had many sessions or even periods in my life where I was meditating, but I wasn't actually really focused on getting better at it. And right now I have a really good period where I'm like, I've, I've, make, I've made huge jumps in my meditation practice and just being more self-aware. And uh, the difference is just so big. I think... Uh, it could be really good to do like an immersion period, like if it passed on or something. I think you've done one. Um, have you done one? No, I, I have no. I mean, it's just out of a, but out of a retreat. That's even if it's just like a, it's just like a, a spiritual retreat. I would say like, and if it's four days, it's already something that gets the ball rolling. Yeah, a big one also. Uh, and a quick share on this is actually now again happening here at at uh, Mindville University. If you happen to live to with someone just for, and if it's just for a while. Uh, that does really like has a good meditation practice that rubs off and like seeing that i mean that's that's for like our our friend flo now right seeing him sitting down and meditating uh at least this 40 minutes or an hour in the morning you actually be like oh you can you could told me this but now i'm actually experienced i see it it's it's i'm sitting down already eating whatever having my breakfast or being on my computer working already and this guy is still meditating this is how it looks like ah uh, and it's, it's interesting because Flo and I, we were last year's Mindville University in Tallinn together with a friend, Eric, uh, who's very far in his spiritual uh, development. And uh, he was the guy that, that was then this inspiration. And Flo, Flo took the inspiration a, a lot better than I, obviously. And he really became like the next guy who's now meditating. And, and I see it. And for me, it's now, okay, like the next wake-up call. You've got to be next. Yeah, the next wake-up call to like, oh. come back with like dreads. Like, <laughs> oh, I got my crystals. Uh. <laughs> exactly. No, but, but but seeing other people do it is also really fun. But it's really a spectrum, right? Like when I see someone that's wearing crystals and yoga pants and doing yoga and super spiritual, cool. But usually, or oftentimes, it's, it's, it's really someone that, kind of like it's, it's their... It's the packaging. It's the packaging. It's the ego. And it's like, they talk about manifestation and they they tell me, hey, you you know, what you do, they tell me how to achieve my goals. It's like, they're broke. It's like, you know, we had had that guy, this this, uh, event here who said, yeah, like the next thing for me is really manifesting some money. It's like, yeah, I think you, you know, and and then I'm just thinking like, yeah, I think you need to, you shouldn't be here. You should get to work right now. You should be sitting on a desk and like, maybe for you, it would be Good to go to a pain of grind uh, to, to go to a period of grind where you have to push yourself because it's, it's always a spectrum like i want to like and we talked about this many times like 
uh, also yesterday, we want to have spiritual teachers that are relatable and that have also achieved something where it's like, okay, you have some, for us, that's someone that has authority, not just someone that's happy, but also someone who's, who's really achieved things externally. Because then, like, a lot of people that talk about manifestation, it's like, okay, what have you manifested? Like, you know, they'd say, oh, you can achieve anything with manifestation. Okay, what's your, you know, if you can achieve anything, what's the biggest thing you've achieved? Like, and it, it has definitely worked for me. Like, I've, you could say I've manifested all that stuff because I used to visualize, I used to feel it. Like, I was literally at that point where I would dream, have dreams of coming back to Australia. Like that was my singular goal in that, in that year where I was back in Germany and I wanted to be back in Australia to be with my girlfriend again, started building my business for that. And I would visualize that and I would have dreams of me coming back to Australia. And I was like in Australia in my dream, I was like, oh my God, I'm back, I'm back in Sydney. And I was so happy and I would, I would start crying in my dream. And then I would wake up with tears in my eyes and like, it's just a dream, no. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's how much it was in my subconscious. Yes. It's just a dream. But that's how much it was in my subconscious. My subconscious knew what I was going for. And I made it happen. So then I had ideas that helped me to grow my business. And I weaseled my way through and I was able to yeah, build that business. And yeah, so it, it definitely works, but it's like it's always a spectrum, right? I want to touch because I feel that's a very, uh, very cool point. I want to touch a little bit on that relatability with, uh, with coaches. Um, I'm not as sure. I, I, I don't uh, agree 100% with like it needs to be relatable. You need to have that uh, spiritual teacher who's also making a lot of money because we might still be, you know, not having enough layers of the onion off to realize that this master he maybe doesn't want, like he realized that the money is not something we want at all right we're still at the stage cool like money's not all let's do more but maybe it's even the bigger delusion we don't know yet right so just because he's not doing that doesn't mean that that he's wrong and and we need someone else he's not a true true master but i think it's really good to because usually in my experience and what i see many times you don't jump from a to b just like that right there is this transition so it's good to have relatable teachers in between and that's the and that's a actually good thing to probably why what's the the value what we're doing here because i do consider myself not as a person who's yet this you know I'm, i've figured everything out i still have struggles with business i still have this and that and that so i'm not this teacher but i'm a student that's probably further down the line than a few other people so i can help and then be the relatable person to them right and then we have those so you have always like these kind of people that accompany you on the way uh, which is really cool so we can hey like i don't know how it looks like there but this is how you get to to our point, which, which which is here at this point. This is like further down the evolution, and um, yeah. Uh, so I think the relatability is cool, even though yeah, you don't know because in the end, that's that's some, something else. I see this many times also at spiritual um, events that people, and that's why I said in between that it gets a packaging. They mistaken the 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 outside appearance for what it actually is, right? And I cannot tell like do they actually have real experience, but sometimes you you get those you get comments you get something where it's like hey if someone would be further in their spiritual practice it would not come up so and then it can come kind of like a, a you know a blockage so it would be cool and then maybe sometimes I'm thinking like why would a spiritual teacher not also drop his packaging a little bit to make himself more relatable but who am I to to tell right maybe he said it's important that people can see through this so yeah what do you think about that. I think it's pretty true, yeah. Yeah, we need more. We don't. We need. We need more relatable spiritual teachers in this world. So yeah, I think we uh, maybe you just need to get like yoga pants 
in crystals, <laughs> and then you could be the maybe, <laughs> and then I could go into the spiritual community. It's like, like I cured AIDS with my mind. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some uh, there, there's something relatable, right? Like we have now this whole stream also of um, spirituality, let's say, or stuff that we usually would say this is a bit woo woo that comes out of um, out of science, you know, like. Uh, um, Dr. Dispenser, for, for example, I would say that's spiritual teaching. And that's something that's very relatable. And there was one, one thing that, like, one, one phrase from a Sadhguru um, video that I watched on YouTube actually that really resonated with me because he said something, and I'm paraphrasing, it's, it's not, not perfect here, but he said something we need this the next, you know, years, we need this relatable spirituality as, as well, which is not religion, religious, but because religion is kind of, I mean, we, we see all the flaws and we see how it doesn't help people to relate anymore because it's so much like ingrained in 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 older times i guess and it, it, that's that's uh, relatable and that's scientific and that's kind of also um addresses the logic so he sees that as well right and i think that's probably one reason why he calls one of his programs that's very successful in engineering right he has this this western term and very like uh logical word engineering in there so he does realize this and i think we have this entire stream now that science does look into what does spirituality actually mean? What does the mind actually also doing besides just solving problems? So, at, I mean, if you don't relate to spirituality because it's too much yoga pants and crystals, look a little bit into like science and uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza and stuff like this. That's a good starting point. Yeah, definitely. But for anyone that does any spiritual teachings, to get someone like us to sign up with you or learn from you or sometimes even take it seriously, I think that relatability is really helpful. It's really interesting. I think that's, we've discovered a new market that's going to be emerging, which is totally. relatable totally. spiritual teachers that don't wear yoga pants and don't have any crystals. It's going to be like conscious entrepreneurship. Yes. And everyday, everyday spirituality is like applicable. Like here's how you use that in that situation in your life. Um, yeah. Interesting. So I think we're going to end this here. We're talking for an hour. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you, Mike? Just MikeVestil.com. MikeVestil.com. And you have a podcast as well, the Mike, Mike Vestil Show. Yeah. yeah. Go check that out. And uh, what about you? Well, to be fully transparent, I'm still starting out to like, you know, first podcast here. Woo, made it. Uh, no, if but. If you want to buy like sports equipment. Oh, yeah. We can, like, there's, and it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to evolve, right? It's going to evolve. There's uh, www.playmakers minus, or what do you say, dash, right? Dash football.com. Uh, that's sports equipment, ma mainly American football. But that's going to evolve. And we talked a lot about this uh, within the next time. And um, yeah, I think that's a good start from there. Yeah, we dragged you onto here. So you can yeah! start putting yourself out there, start building a bigger brand. So yeah, yeah cool. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, then please subscribe to this podcast right now and leave a review on iTunes, which would help us massively. And if you consider yourself a high performer and you're already running a successful business and you're passionate about holistic growth in every area of life, then you can apply to join our carefully curated group on Facebook for guys like you and me. And when I say carefully curated, I actually mean it because I screen everybody personally and jump on a call with them to see if they're the right fit. And in these calls, I ask myself questions like, first of all, do they know what they talk about and do they have a level of success that proves it? For example, they're running a successful business or... They have some other sort of success that proves, okay, these are interesting guys. They have some value to share. Secondly, are they passionate about growing in every area of their life? That means health and fitness, relationships, relationships with women, finances, spirituality, all that cool stuff. And thirdly, are they self-aware and generally cool guys we'd want to hang out with 
that also share similar values. And uh, basically what we do is we facilitate mastermind calls where we chat every week or bi-weekly to talk about challenges, help each other out and lift each other up, which is also all 100% free. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, a group where you get access to a peer group that will lift you up and make it easy and fun to constantly level up because ultimately you are who you surround yourself with. And uh, as you know as well, it's lonely as you're moving up. But here you're around people who are on the same path. They're also crazy ambitious and they understand the specific challenges that you go through. So it's also a safe space where you can talk about anything here. And uh, you ask yourself, okay, what's the catch? Because you can't jump on a call with everyone. Uh, It's not scalable, but yeah, I know it is not meant to be scaled. It's a highly curated group. And again, we actually mean that because... Ultimately, it's my selfish desire to surround myself with like-minded winners. And uh, the way it works is, so far, you've only gotten in through referrals, through current members. If someone referred you, then you can get in. But uh, now you can actually apply. So you can send us an application. And uh, as I said, it's 100% free for now. And uh, yeah, we just want to get some great guys together. So... Our current members are six to seven figure business owners. They are currently exiting their business. They're just running their business. We want to grow it. Or we even have some guys who are interested in buying businesses now. So uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of interesting dudes all have different strengths and help each other out in the areas that they're lacking in. And uh, we have a ton of fun on these weekly calls. And I always leave inspired and thinking bigger, just like everyone else in the group. And uh, yeah, I'm just super pumped for it. I always love these calls. So if you think you're one of us, then please head over to www.wearecollectiveambition.com slash apply. So that's www.wearecollectiveambition. That's just one word, .com slash apply. And I'll see you on there.